You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Go Wild. Now, if you don't know what Go Wild is, Go Wild is the fastest growing and most active app for hunters, anglers, and outdoor enthusiasts. Literally thousands of people are joining weekly, so it's uh, one of the fastest growing social media platforms for outdoor enthusiasts. Now, most major social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook have strict, very strict, anti-hunting and anti-firearm policies. That's not the case with Go Wild. If you're uh, a gun lover, you can post pictures of your guns. If you're uh, a hunter, a fisher, an angler, you know, all that good stuff, you can you can post pictures of your harvests, you know. Uh, a little blood doesn't hurt anybody, and as we all know, you know, hunters, an animal dies typically when we harvest, and a lot of people have uh, a problem with that on the major uh, major social media platforms, not on Go Wild, right? This is designed by hunters for hunters and anglers. So, um, and here's a, another great thing about uh, Go Wild. They donate a lot of their revenue back into conservation groups. One specific example is Raise Them Outdoors, and uh, that organization um, is helping teach kids to hunt and fish. So they're doing lots of big-time giveaways, and uh, you can store your pictures forever and ever and ever, and there's over 130 species and counting in their systems to uh, to tag and to like, and then you, basically what you're doing is you're joining a community uh, of other like-minded individuals who love hunting, love fishing, and love just being outside. So if you haven't already, go to wherever you download apps and search for Go Wild and uh, download it today. Welcome to Land and Lakes Podcast. It's your host, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. We're right here on Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, Woo-hoo. coming to you with another hunting podcast. You know, it feels weird kind of doing a podcast again. It's like, oh, back to the old roots, because we took, it wasn't like a two-week break, but we, we sandwiched multiple together in a night, because Dan, old Dano from uh, Nine Finger Chronicles, he was out Colorado hunting, I guess with the guys from, or, or Adam Parr from Transition Wild. I don't. 
I I try to keep up, I guess, on social media. I don't think they ended up killing something, but basically... I thought they were... See, I thought they were done, and then today he posted another picture in camp. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But I haven't seen any dead elk, but anyhow, the views have looked incredible. So we had to sandwich quite a few together while he was away on the trip. And uh, get us through that period. But now, hey, we're back in the saddle. I don't even remember what the last podcast, podcast was. We couldn't did. tell you. We've Honey mule deer and coal bucks. Coal bucks and, and right. uh, yeah. Well, a lot has happened, honestly, for us in this little two week period. Um, Food we, plots have been hardcore. Uh, yeah, we it was like really three hard days in a row. Just go 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 go. Um, lots of rain in between. Yeah, everything is drilled over. 30 acres on the old uh, acre meter, and uh, so that's good. Those are in and growing. We checked on them yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple new setups for... A lot of great killer setups for yeah. strategy. I think one time we need, we'll break down the, the planting the screens for a, a strategy like we use the Heritage yeah. Blend and, and why, but this week's podcast, we're going to devote specifically to the early season gear prep. Uh, and things we do to kind of stay cool and to make sure we're comfortable but still using uh, a great approach. Well, everyone wants to get out and hunt as soon as season opens up. Here um Missouri, it opens up September 15th, so that is this coming Saturday. And that means it's a good chance it's going to be warm, like hot. Yeah. A lot of seed ticks. Chiggers. <laughs> <laughs> but some, some possibilities of a good deer – coming out during daylight hour still, and being in a bachelor group. So you want to still take advantage of that, but how do you do that effectively um, in those warmer temperatures if, if your scouting shows that, hey, you, you do need to be out there? What is it? What kind of techniques, clothing, approaches do you need to be taking to make sure that you're getting the most out of those hunts? And what we've done over the past couple of years, we're going to share that today on the podcast. Break Not down. just past couple of years. It's been like a five-year deal of – and of course, going back to, for me, shoot, been filming hunts now. This will be going into my, oh goodness, I think my tenth season of filming, actually filming hunts. Um, so, I guess I should say professionally filming. Um, you just you just said that you were old. Sorry. Yeah, ten ten years, I guess. So yeah, ten years of filming for shows and films, and so. It kind of evolved over time, but this is one of those, you know, we get asked all the time, not just, I think we get kind of put in a box of honey or of habitat guys, but, uh, we've been filming deer hunts and focused on deer hunting for a long time, even long before we were focused on the habitat. That's what evolved into habitat habitat work. But since this is a hunting podcast, we like to devote it to breaking down some of our setups, approaches, strategies, um, and specifically kind of gear prep and one of the questions we get a lot is how do you stay cool and the other one is how do you stay warm um we're going to get into the staying warm because that's crucial for us later on we'll get into that on future podcasts um we'll explain why it's crucial for you and i but um this one is how to stay cool and we have a list of everything we do to stay cool and comfortable to where um, we can have success I, th- I think one of the biggest things I see, it seems like somewhere in the last 10 or 15 years, people say that you have to, if you're an archer hunter, you have to wear rubber boots. That one just kills me because 
If you go out opening day wearing rubber boots, you'll sweat twice as much, if you're, not you're more. You're walking through a swamp. And no, it's just and like you can be on high ground. Why do you swamp. want? Why do you want to do that? Like, well, here's my other thing. Have you ever? I'm sure there's someone out there who's like, yes, it's happened to me. You you've worn rubber boots to your deer stand, but then somehow your dog got loose and he followed you all the way to your deer stand. Like, you know, rubber boots aren't as scent proof and scent free like you're, you're still leaving a trail like I, I mean you are so if you buy new boots they're going to smell like oil <laughs> yeah the oil on that so rubber you have to, to go through them. the prep to break that down to where and not physically break them down <laughs> yeah right. um but to break them in break down those scent molecules so maybe we ought to i'll say a little bit on how when i buy a new pair of boots immediately i take them and try to fill up a tote full of some sort of scent-free detergent and water, and I soak those boots. And you think, what? I thought we wanted to keep them dry. I try to break it down to where they are soaked in some sort of scent-free water and detergent mixed and and completely submerge them. And I pull out the insoles, and I do, and I then I dunk them back in there to try and get every crevice at least wet with some sort of scent-free detergent. Then I'll pull them out, and I'm scrubbing them down with, Almost, I'm putting pure detergent on that boot and just completely cover them in suds. And I keep doing that in and out of the water, trying to wash them down and get that oil off of it. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that with new pair of rubber boots, you just have a horrible smell right it's, out of the box. It's, it's like for car owners, the new car smell, but for hunters, it's the new boot smell. That's like, a new boot everyone smell. Everyone can, you know relate to that they know what they know what we're talking about and one thing i've done and even though try to find the unscented dawn dish soap because that breaks down oils really well and you can get that oil off of the rubber boot and then start trying to scrub the dawn dish soap off which is much easier than trying to scrub the oil of a new boot off with a dead down wind or a, any other any other brand of uh free detergent. detergent try to get that oil off there so that's kind of one step to really get that scent off your boots. If you are using rubber boots, I don't. Not you don't. Early season, heck. Early no season, there is uh, that's foot suicide. Yeah. To wear rubber boots walking into your deer stand, um, and so we wear hiking. They boots. don't. They don't breathe, and that's just that's it. Period. And you, you're going to tuck your pants into your rubber boots. Um, if not, then your rubber boots slap in your leg as you're walking in, and it's still hot no matter what, whether you do it or not. Or it's just it's like a little greenhouse in there. It's just I, cooking. You're afraid of what you're growing in there. Yeah, uh, and I'm guilty of this right here. You wear the rubber boots in, then you get to the stand, you take them off. Yeah. And you're like, what oh, is that? He, here's all my scent, dear. Yeah. Get I need that to, I need these things to air out. Like, yeah. I, to me, it's, it's a big no-no. Uh, I think of, like, isn't it like boxers and UFC fighters or when they're trying to make weight and they'll like put on the suit that's like not sweat breathable suits. and they'll try and yep. sweat it out. Um, you're basically doing that with your feet when you're wearing rubber boots early season and it's hot. Yep. You're sweating so much more trying to stay scent free and it's like uh, it, it doesn't make sense. You're, it's not It's not happening. So that's why we opt to use a leather boot and still store them well, um, spray them down. Same thing, same, same process to and try and get the new new boot smell off. They're a heck of a lot lighter, heck of a lot breathable, uh, more breathable than a, than a rubber, rubber boot. boot. And honestly, I, I feel that I can walk quieter to a stand in a leather boot than I can in, in, in a rubber. Yeah, and um, I think that's why you see rubber boot 
people that make rubber boots campaign or market their boot to feel like a leather boot. We all, if if you put us all in a corner and we say which one's more comfortable, I would always say a leather boot's more comfortable. It's yeah. more fitting to the foot. Unless it's the first pair that I ever wore when I was hunting. I remember those blistered my feet up bad. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, I would rather wear a leather boot year-round. But I do believe there's a scent-free or a, a less scent issue later on in season when it's not so hot you can get away yeah. with wearing a rubber boot and it's, and it's better mm-hmm. but at the initial startup a season if it's hot where you're hunting leather boots probably a better option and i know it is for us really thin sock obviously um and i don't i don't like get nitty gritty and just like buckle them down tie them real tight like no. i even just keep them just a little bit looser just so there is a little bit of airflow going in and out um and I'm wearing completely boot. uninsulated. Oh, 100%. And if I can, I'm finding the lightest boot I can. So for me, and we have no bias to anybody, but I really, you know how much I love those Danner Mountain 600s that I've been wearing. Yeah. I wore the heck out of those boots. And I'm looking right now to try and buy another pair just to devote them to hunting. Mm-hmm. It's the one I wear consulting and doing the real estate. And so... Um, the Danner Mountain 600s or the Danner, I think they're called Explorers. Yeah, they're like a three and a boot. half pound yeah. boot. Super lightweight. And so those boots are just super. Do you have a preference? I know you're wearing a different I'm wearing, brand. I'm um, wearing Keen right now, and those have been pretty good boots. Um, they're lightweight. You can get. I they're have more a of a hiking top. boot, too. They though, are right? more of a hiking yeah. boot. Um, super lightweight, but they have the breathable mesh in them. Um, super easy to break in. If I were to do it, I would go with the high top version um for for hunting purposes yeah but still i they're they're i enjoy them for sure um another big thing and i think this goes back to like social media the i guess the influence of you having to wear like full camo or like a camo suit you know what i mean like that matching camo every time you go to the stand but i'll be i won't ever probably wear a matching camo suit to the sand early season because we opt to wear a earth tone t-shirt from walmart <laughs> into the stand yeah we like, try to find like if, if you really wanted to go about it, it i don't like wearing cotton like the true like hanes t-shirt i would much rather wear a like a who i almost said a i bet our audience wouldn't like to hear that word uh nike dry fit <laughs> i'm just trying to think of a what yeah, everybody yeah. knows or the under armor really breathable mm-hmm. almost like i think it's like a mix of spandex and polyester and cotton stuff that you can feel if you can feel the breeze move through that shirt as you're walking or as the wind's blowing that's the kind of shirt you want to be wearing in and we're tan brown green yep and we're wearing that all the way to the stand well from the truck to the stand up the stand Sit in the stand, cool back down, and that shirt comes off. That and we take this where it's a crucial. We have like one of those uh, river bags, the kayak bags, dry, the dry bag. bags. Yeah. To once we cool back down, we take that t-shirt off. We wipe ourselves down with it if there is sweat, and then we take it and we stuff it in the dry bag, and yeah. then we proceed to wipe down with some sort of scent-free. Each like wipe. I don't wipe you down. Yeah. Vice <laughs> yeah. versa. Hey, can you get my back? Like it's a yeah. little hot right there. I can't reach it. It's right there above my belt line. Yeah. No, we don't do that. But seriously, I mean, that that is that's found 
the, the quickest way to cool down after a walk-in. And sometimes you can't help a walk-in. It's a little bit further than you'd like, and you can't help that it's 92 and a buck still showed up on camera. And you I, just I, figure out how to do it and how to make it work. I'll be Captain Obvious here. Well, it seems like we're always rushed when you're walking in a tree stand. Try to find time to slow down to where you can take those breaks in between. It's much easier to take some breaks in between than rush to the stand and try to cool down when you're in the stand. You're going to sweat much more. And I would kind of like the move, the the stopping and pausing because early season it's like the quicker you get to stand, the quicker you, the quicker uh, the gnats are going to be in your eyes. Mm-hmm. And so just trying to stay cool, take your time getting in it's there. It's about pace and getting up a tree and and making sure you're already cooled down rather than rushing all the way to the stand. Because I sweat much more after I've not while I'm doing the activity afterwards yeah i do i do as well not like during but once i that cool down period my body's like okay time for your pores to just flood right yeah. now so try to oh, stay golly. cool on the walk-in taking your time and, making making pit stops and and cooling and making sure you're not overheating getting to the stage here's another one I, and it's not on the list but i've kind of reverted back to it a little bit as i'm not carrying maybe as much stuff to the tree anymore just really kind of bare essentials but i've gone a little bit away from a backpack that's like on your yeah, back yeah where's the fanny pack it's not, i did but now it's got the <laughs> shoulder straps i don't care man but it's got the shoulder straps on it so it's basically an open back and then the pouch that sits right above your butt around I your waist what they call that pack it, it is a fanny pack but it's like a fanny pack holster or something, something or shoulder strap fanny yeah. pack something like that but that man, that that's been really really nice to keep that breathable open, um, and not just a basically a sandwich of sweat against yeah. the small of your back. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been that's been good for yeah. walking in. But again, fanny pack. Do you, do you put your road map in the front pouch? Or? It's not a road map. It's actually a Huntera field oh, map. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and it guides me to my tree stand. And where do you put your sunscreen? <laughs> in my chewing gum. And you're chewing gum, yeah. Um, my compass. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, so fanny pack, you wear the shoulder strap fanny yeah. pack, basically. And I, I still wear a backpack. Um, but I have, I, I actually was looking at getting one of those. I think your brand is an Alps brand, but yeah. Tenzing makes one. Shoot, mm-hmm. almost any backpack company makes one. Yeah. Um, to wear basically trying to stay cool and keeping stuff off your back and a Um, lot of them have the ability to take those straps off so if you want to just wear it as a true fanny pack you can and then that you know they got the buckles and stuff you can throw your extra shirt yeah um, that you're going to put on once tree stand stand, or that's what a lot of guys are using now oh yeah putting a tree stand on top of those yep um Another big thing that I do and you do to keep cool on the walk in, because I think the biggest problem we face in staying cool is the walk in, mm-hmm. doing some mistake on the walk in, whether it's wearing the rubber boots, whether it's Going walking too fast. too fast, walking too hard uphill. Um, another thing is wearing a hat the whole time. Yeah. I don't get it. To, to me, it's like we all want to have the our less material whatever. you have. Or no, it's the selfies when you're walking in, like or or the Instagram stories. You got to be like full camo, go all the it. way in. So uh, go ahead and put your face paint on while you're in the truck. <laughs> yeah. That's another big one. That just because to me, face paint is. I don't care what brand or whatever. You put that on your face, you're you've covered up pores for it's, your body to breathe. It's it's warmer to wear the face paint. Yep. Um, 
I, I don't. I definitely don't wear a hat walking in. Certainly all the way. I might like put it on and like just place it on my head, but I don't like fit it to my head the way it's normally gonna, you know, be as I'm in the stand. And I'll just or when I know I'm getting hot or I need to take a break, I'll take it off and then just carry it the rest of the way in, um, just so there's nothing else. I basically heat can escape my body and not be trapped underneath and, and create sweat. Um, I know it sounds really silly to be doing all this, but it really does prepare you quite a bit more for that, that time spent in the stand. Again, we want it to all be a, as beneficial and productive as possible. So it's just taking these extra steps and, and it's not really having to for you to change your routine up at all. It's just, Hey, I, I'm going to switch my boots or, or I'm going to slow down as I'm approaching. Um, or I'm just going to walk with the hat in my hand. But all those little details um, make a for a, a, a great sit early season. That's right. Um, to me, wearing the hat, I don't wear a hat on the way in. I try to take it off, clip it on the back of my backpack. Um, just because, to me, I don't want – I, it feels like my head is where a lot of heat goes in and out. Because I you still have what? a full head of hair, you know, <laughs> 31, and it's still there just as lush as ever. We all know your dad. <laughs> yeah, but You're my grandpa's that? 94. He's still got <laughs> hair. I, I actually, not to get sidetracked, but I asked my grandpa who he was uh, – I was there to see him about two weeks ago. Right. Or a week ago. I don't remember. And, um, of course, he's 94. And I said, hey, do you ever feel – does it ever feel good to look at my dad and know that you're 94 and he's 64 and you still got more hair than he does? <laughs> he goes, not really, because he's got way more energy. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. True, so that's a good point. I, I just don't wear a hat walking in because it's one of those other things that it's just... Well, and, and it even goes back to like style of hat, though, too. That's Definitely it. A, a mesh back. One that when you do put it on your head, it's going to breathe. Yeah. Or a cooling fabric, you know. Yeah. They've got... Uh, all sorts of kinds of, of hats and styles and fabric stuff that will work really nicely to keep it. Cool. Even though it's not a mesh back, it's still really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sure. think um, you and I have one that's QDMA hat that's yep. from the – it's a Sidka brand hat. Yeah. Super cool, and it's not a mesh back. It's great to work in. Yeah. And and we have one set aside for hunting specifically. But, yeah, yeah it's like, ooh, I'll put that on my head and, and – uh, early season for sure yeah when i get to sand still yeah. not gonna wear it walking in and no. another thing you can do is wearing sweatbands um i've wore sweatbands in the truck on my wrists and also uh just so i can wipe the, wipe the brow so you're gonna make fun of me for having this Darn quote right. unquote fanny pack michael jordan you're, wore you're wearing sweatbands. sweatbands michael jordan wore sweatbands <laughs> he didn't wear for, a fanny pack for my tree stand set and i uh, bet he wore a fanny pack probably not didn't he an air jam or what was that that was that Movie Space Jam. Space Jam. That's Space right. Jam. And I'm no, he did not wear a fanny pack at Space Jam. <laughs> um, so to me, wearing sweatbands, trying to keep warm, and I wear a t-shirt in the stand a lot uh, I'm not during early to at all. season. I think that's something that good for the camo companies and the clothing companies to promote long sleeve and get people to believe hey, it. Um, it's but all about early your season. All about, All about movement and not moving. Yep. Um, another big thing, too, is not being wide open. Um, early season, full foliage, and hopefully you've left some limbs around or trees around where you're a little, you're not just out on the side of a telephone pole. And you can wear a T-shirt and get away with it. Maybe even throw some face paint across your arm just to break up straight, shiny. Maybe you haven't been in the sun all 
all summer and you your forearms are as wide as Matt's legs and hey, and uh you need to throw some black paint across it just to break it up and knock the shine off of them. I would rather do that than sit in long sleeve and sweat sweat and sweat and sweat. Yeah. So um making sure I'm wearing a t shirt walking in and maybe even in the stand if you're way down south or you've got a massive heat wave in the Midwest or up north. Um of course the hat, that's the big difference. Now we'll talk let's talk about clothing. Mm-hmm. To me, clothing is obviously you're trying Optional. to find the most oh. br- breathable. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go Tarzan <laughs> with a loincloth, do it. Spinging um, from trees. Just don't right. film it, hopefully, and Ooh, nobody sh- yeah. shows it. Um, but definitely trying to find the coolest thing. So we wear a lot of the very breathable stuff, and that goes with the with the hats, stuff we just talked about. We wore, I don't even know, a long list of, of different company clothing. Yeah. Some um, have like the... There's the breathable material, but then there's like the stuff that's like vented too. Like yes, it, it you know goes like quarter way up your back or three quarters way up your back, and then it's got like a vent and mesh, and that does really help early season. And like the vents in the pits where you're gonna be sweating, like skin to skin contact. Or back, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I'll wear a lot of my turkey gear, my my late season turkey gear. That's why the deer again. keep smelling us. Oh yeah, I'll do it. I'll wash them. Wash the heck out of them, and I'll wear them early season. Um, the The foliage is about the same, and I gotta be cool. I, I and that vented stuff is is where it's at for early season for me. Yeah, I and I think, you know, I once again I don't wear a lot of full cotton um, clothing early season, more polyesters. Um, and stuff designed for early season that's heat gear or or it's just some of this very breathable materials. Once again, of course, we're unbiased. We don't have a preference, um, or I guess we do have a preference of what we want to wear, but we don't have a brand that we're specific to. Um, And so, like, Under Armour makes some great. That's what I've got for uh, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. That's one thing we didn't mention. We are recording this before we roll out to Nebraska, so the next podcast they hear from us is going to be an update. Hopefully. But I'm wearing an Under Armour heat gear while I'm out there. Um, but I checked out that Sidka early season new stuff. It yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, you know, if we're not completely decked out in Under Armour, decked out in Sidka, decked out in First Light, decked out in Kuyu. I'm a mixed bag. Well, mixed bag, yeah. You're, we're kind of the mutt of the dog world. Hey, and, someone's uh, got to be. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but we still would prefer to wear some of that stuff when it comes to really trying to be specific to our gear because it is kind of uh, more breathable designed specifically to that use. It, a lot of that stuff, um, a lot of those brands, they're, they're taking it to another level. Um, I know it's not like... Sitka's who is it, who is it says it's, it's not clothing, clothing is now gear. Or... Something like that, yeah. Um, but th- but they're, they're mindful of the hunter. Like they're designed specifically for a hunter and, and this purpose. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and I think... Now, everybody knows that it's more expensive, yeah. and that's the question of, is it worth it? Well, to me, when we're talking about my clothing, I want to pay the extra because I want to be comfortable. There's stuff everybody knows you're the biggest tight butt in the world, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so right. there's ways to pinch pennies, and there's other times where I think you should spend the money. You get what you pay for. Clothing's one of them I think you get what you pay for, um, especially when it comes when- to cold weather well when you're in extremes that's where that additional 
funds and money that you put towards gear, gear, clothing, whatever it is, that's where it becomes worth it at that point. So if you know you're going to be in elements that are going to push you um, for sure, then it becomes a, a necessity almost at that point rather than a, I want to wear it and look cool and have this cool pattern on. It goes beyond that or it should go beyond that, I guess. Um, but anyhow, yeah, it, it all it all is up to the individual because there's some people and I know it sounds gross, but there's some people who sweat more than others. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some people who just like, you look at them and then they get like a ray of sunshine. It's like the floodgates just open up like, dang dude, just chill. (laughs) Like they're just wiping sweat left and right. (laughs) Like Like when you're on a hunt and you're like, dang dude, were you running in place back there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah. uh, That is definitely. And I think those are some of the people that you'll see first spending the additional money to get more breathable, more high quality clothing. Taking these extra precautions. I don't, I'm not like a huge sweater, but like, uh, I want, I still want to do what I can, uh, you know, walking in or whatever it is, just to put the odds in my favor a little bit more. Yeah. I, I gotta say, you know, I, when we, we got our Matthews bows the other day and, uh, we were setting them up and I went to the pro shop and they had a, their Sidka dealer. I checked out that new Sidka early season whitetail. Yeah. Oh my ESW. gosh. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted a set of it. It's, mm-hmm. uh, very breathable. Almost felt like to me. I don't even know how to describe it. Unlike anything I've felt before, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very super super breathable. Uh, super lightweight. I can't imagine. I would feel weird setting in it because it'd be almost like that dream where you you're in your underwear and everybody's laughing at you. That's what it would feel like because it's just so thin. It's like, am I wearing anything right now, or is this is this see through? Yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, and that's what uh, it felt amazing. So it'd be something that'd be awesome to have. Um, what else you got? I spraying down. That's one thing. Um, yeah. When it comes to the scent, where since we're talking about early season, trying to eliminate scent, the other steps. Of course, we wash our clothes in a scent-free detergent. Of course, we store them in a scent-free place. Um, yes, we use an ozone unit to try and keep the scent down. Um, yes, we have used the ozonics units, uh, in the field, but we have washed our clothes, but the biggest thing is playing the wind. Um, one thing when it comes to spraying down, we usually spray down. Don't always. Nope. Um, I feel like there's other important steps in the process that are probably more important than spraying down. Um, some guys do the spraying down religiously where they almost wish they had a tub to dip their body in yeah. um, because they believe in it that much. Uh, I don't think it's one of those necessities. We still do it when we have it, but it's not a game changer if we don't have it. It's not that I'm going to stop hunting if I, if I, my body. Yeah, oh out. no, I can't go in there and hunt it. I didn't spray down. I, I don't, I don't believe in, I don't believe in any scent one technique that's going to be a foolproof like, if I don't, do I can this. stop all the others because I'm now doing yeah, step. Exactly. No. X. No. That, no. That doesn't work like that. Um, you're not going to beat the wind. And it's not like with all the products out there that I'm going to spray down. I'm going to wash my clothes. I'm going to use this unit. I'm going to use this unit in the tree, and I'm going to do this. And now I'm going to I'm going to wear this suit. And now I'm going to hunt wherever I want. Yeah. No. 
It doesn't I want to put that, that tree way. stand there because I'm doing this, 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 and this. Yeah, I'm no. now, I'm <laughs> now work like invisible. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't work that way. I'm invisible to a nose. The spraying down is one of those things. Like there's some that ha- definitely want have a shelf life. Yeah. That you oh, can, yeah. if you find the old clearance rack and you stock up on it, and two years later you're like, "Ooh, this smell. This got a funny smell." Yeah, I wouldn't use that stuff. Yeah, I'm totally. There's also this. stuff you and I both agree on this that. We spray down and, like, spray it on your face and neck, and you're like, oh, that feels good. But it almost feels like it clogs the pores up. Yeah. To where it almost feels like you're kind of putting a little bit of an oil on, and it's a like, film. ugh. That, I want to avoid those, too. And yeah. I'm not going to mention names, but they're certainly out there. Um, so. And deodorants, too. Like, don't, like, over, don't cake on deodorant. Like, oh, there's some deodorants out there that feel like I'm smearing on glue. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then I'm going to the stand. I can feel like, like your armpits just like oh, like I've slide. got lotion under there. <laughs> yeah. So Gross. definitely check before the first. It's like hunt. you draw your bow back. And you're like that was the easiest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm lubed up in it. my pits. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, try to avoid those as well. Um, I think that's one thing too. Using the wipes. I love the wipes. I do like. The baby wipe-ish scent-free stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are – I do like that. And we use those in the tree. In the tree with We'll us. pack them in our backpack once we get up there and we're cooling down. So we've taken the T-shirt off. We wipe completely down. Um, and then we take that and we stuff it in a dry-proof bag. And then we pull out our from our another part of our backpack, pull out the T-shirt we're going to wear, the long-sleeve shirt, T-shirt we're going to wear, and before we do that, we wipe down with the scent-free, um, the scent-free wipe. And usually, we get in the stand early enough to where we kind of sit down with no shirt on and let the breeze cool us down, dry us off, and then we put the shirt on. Yep. And that's really our technique. And then put your hat on, and, and some, put your harness back on. Yeah, that's the issue. It's, yeah. And we make sure we're always sitting down when we're doing that because we don't advocate not wearing a, a safety harness. It's a very quick time yeah. period when you don't have it on yes and so make sure you're wearing your harness but uh, making sure you're cool as well and, and using the proper techniques to where you're not sweating because we all know you can really mess up some long-term hunting success by making stupid mistakes during early part of season mm-hmm. you yep. got anything else to add this is super simple um early season if you have your early season set up sometimes you just can't avoid it but try and put them in the areas that are going to shade first in this, like in the field. Like if you're hunting a field edge or something like that, yeah. that's probably where a deer to come out because they want to get there. Yeah. But like find the shade where it's going to be shaded first because it's going to cool you down too. If you're facing <laughs> due west, it's probably going to be a hot set. Brutal. 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 Set. Looking into the sun and the heat is just on you until the sun goes down. Or if just you are in a it. blind. Try to sit in the floor out of the windows where the yeah. sun's not beaming down on your face while and you're sitting And glowing there. your face yeah. because I can see right in there. That's right. Um, just be smart. Yeah. That's all I got, man. All right, Hopefully me too. That, that helps early season hunters out. It's that, That's right. It's that window. All right. Sounds good. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Yeah.